mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, again, Josh Goff from Boulder up at Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline Auto Brokers as well. Charlie Grimes, your engineer, Larry and Grant's ring phones. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Text line, which I've not checked. I apologize. I will right now, 307-282-22. 307-282-22. Kathy in Loveland, you are next. Go ahead. Hi, 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 Kathy. Um, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for calling. Good. Sorry, that threw me off. I'm You're right fine. Here. Not a problem at all. Um, so I have a 2004 Ford Focus um, with automatic transmission, and the um, warning light is on um, for the transaxle cooling system, and I'm not sure exactly what to do and um it's shifting kind of rough the and the fluid is good on it okay. so i'm not sure what to do now does it have any so is the, the coolant's good and the atf is good or it's just the the atf that's good the um all fluid levels are good yeah all, all the fluid levels are good and do, does it have a check engine light too or just the transmission light just the transmission. I think, I mean, the next step would be to take it who somebody can actually, you know, plug a scan tool into it and see what's going on with it. You know, whether if the fluids are good so you don't have a leak, you haven't lost all your automatic transmission fluid or the or your coolant, then it's going to be probably an internal thing or one of the solenoids or, you know, some of the internal parts starting to go out. So it's going to be... Okay. Yeah, yeah, and the fluid looks good. You know, a flush isn't going to help or anything like that. So, unfortunately, I think you're going to have to take it to somebody and let them, you know, look at it and run some tests on it. Okay. Do you guys have anybody that you recommend around town? Closest to Loveland is going to be Josh in Boulder, yeah. Kathy, which in this case it would be worth a drive down so you've got somebody that understands that vehicle looking at it. Yeah, actually, I'm in Lakewood, Colorado. Oh, you're in Lakewood. Oh, I'm sorry. It said yeah. Loveland. Lakewood, uh, Genos, Steve Genos can take care of it for you. He's closest to you. Perfect. Okay, and one last question. Is it safe to drive there? How's it shifting? I mean, if you don't have a check engine light flashing, usually, usually you're, okay. you're okay. Is it slipping or doing anything weird like that, Kathy? Okay, great. Okay. Thank you, guys. You're very welcome, Kathy. No, thank you very much for calling. I'm sorry. I saw I saw uh, Loveland on there versus Lakewood. So, uh, yeah, and Geno's is down south, kind of that, um, well, he's Bowles and Platte Canyon. So, if you're, depending upon where you're at in Lakewood, I should say that, too. Depending upon where you are in Lakewood, either Geno's, which would be kind of on that southwest end. If you're on the north end of Lakewood, though, you can actually go to Arvada West, 
up in Arvada, which isn't that far either. So kind of, you know, in Lakewood, you're kind of halfway between those two. Either one of them uh, would be more than willing to take care of you on that. But that's one of those, Josh, to your point that you really need somebody that understands that system right. and what's going on with it and then, and then do some diagnostics and figure out what to do from there. Exactly. Because it's, it's hard on those because it's a modern transmission. It's not an older transmission. It's being, contro- tra- it's no, all, being controlled by the con- – you know, yeah, do we have it, an electronic issue or do we have a mechanical issue? And that's what we have to decide. There you and go. that's Thank two you. different ways that we go. Yeah. You know, if it's electronic, we go down that side. If it's mechanical, we go down that side. But that, there's a big divide on those versus yeah. the older – they're all mechanical. Transfer, for the all most mechanical. Part. Yeah. Some vacuum, but mostly mechanical, and, and even the vacuum part was easy. Yeah. So yeah, kick com- down cables, completely TV different cables. Yeah. Than, than a new modern. Now it's the computer telling the thing what to do, Correct. and one computer telling another computer what to do, and, and it's reading a lot to know all those is, things. Oh, if yeah. something's not being read correctly, well, there there's our issues. So, exactly. uh, Steve in South Carolina, Steve, welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Steve. Um, how how is so, South Carolina today, by the way? Hot and muggy. Hot and muggy, and we are sitting at 70, and it's fairly nice out. It's 94 and 70% humidity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I won't trade you. I'm happy here right now. Yeah. Now, this winter, I might change my mind there, Steve, but right now, I'm happy. Okay. Well, yeah, you'll have the snow, and we won't. That's right. Exactly. My question is about diesel, number one versus number two diesel in a medium-duty truck. Uh, medium-duty as, well, really doesn't matter. I mean, you're only going to run, uh, and when people are listening, number one versus number two, whatever you're buying at the pump is what you're going to buy. You're not going to buy kerosene. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, w- what I've got is a... International 4400 with the 9.3 liter okay. turbocharged diesel. Okay. And um, and I'm just uh, I don't know the difference between the number one and number two. It has course, to do more with the temperature variation, and where you're at is not an issue at all. Period. You're going to run number two. Uh, I mean, you're going to run number two all the time, anyways. Which number two is it? If you find number one, you're either at a truck stop or a fuel distributor or something like that. You're typically not even going to find number one at a pump anyways. Okay. Well, like at a, these truck stops with the, you know, where the truckers have the trucker lanes for Correct. fueling. Is that, is that number one or number two? Typically? It should be mostly should number, number two. two. You're rarely going to find number one. I mean, number one is what we call winter diesel. Right. And it only helps with gelling, but the problem is you usually have less centane, so you have less power. But when you gel up, you, have, you don't go forward. So. Right. But, but anymore, with the heaters that are on most of the trucks and the additives you can put in, even in hard hard winters you're typically going to run number two with an additive and mm-hmm. you're, you're again you're not going to f- you may have some big truck stops where you can buy number one steve but not that often okay also is there a bg product similar to epr for no diesel there is not because diesels don't carbon up like a gasoline engine does i mean they make a product but for, for, josh is looking it up but i want to make sure i can can, that I explain that properly. Diesel doesn't carbon the same way that gasoline does. Diesel can carbon, but it's softer, Steve. It's easier to get rid of. It doesn't carbon up like a diamond would in a regular. I mean, regular gas engine carbon, you got to literally take like an air hammer almost to get it off of certain components. Not on a diesel. It's much, much, much softer. Okay. 
but Very good. they do sell EPR in a quart for diesels. So we use it to clean the rings because we're still, and to help clean up, not necessarily, not the same as like direct injection right. issues. A but whole, whole different world in a diesel. Right, but you can get it in a full quart. So they make a, a product called, so BG for the diesels, they make an EPR in a full quart size because they take a lot more oil. They make yeah. a, a yeah. product called DOC, which is the MOA right. for the diesels. There you go. It's reformulated. And then they make the, the product that I like is 245. So that you put in the gas tank like a 44K. Right. But all these products have been formulated for diesel. Right. Yeah, these are not gasoline okay. products. They're not gasoline products, no. no. Okay, great. And answer to your question of the day. Yes. Gone in 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, good one. Good. Yes. Yep. The other the other product that's that's nice for the diesels now not necessarily for you on that heavy duty but the D, the DFC plus for a regular everyday driver where you've got more emissions issues that you're dealing with Steve you don't have that on that truck but on like a regular you know six seven or a six six Duramax you could run the the DFC plus which has got some cetane improvement so a lot of you guys that are running around with regular diesel trucks that's another good additive that they've got also. Yeah, this does not have. Yeah, you don't have any of that. Or, or deaf stuff on this truck. It's too old for that. Yep. So. No, you you're you're actually in no. good shape that way. Yeah. Count your blessings. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much. You're very, no Thank great you. question, Steve. Thanks and thanks for the call all the way from from uh, South Carolina. We appreciate that. Gary in Denver, you're next. Oh hi, John. Um, got a question on tires. Sure. I'm getting ready to buy some tires for the winter, and I've always viewed tires as a a commodity and so i just look for the cheapest you know the same brand across all dealers and just look for the cheapest price you think that's reasonable yeah yeah i mean it depends on if you're looking I mean, we've got a lot of customers we talked about this a little bit uh, during the weekly show this week on you know it depends on what somebody's doing if they're looking for a more specific tire where they live someplace you know up the foothills maybe where they've got more snow and ice and things like that to deal with i think it becomes a bigger factor then gary if you're just driving around town all winter long all summer long and you just want a good you know all around all season tire your approach is fine yes yeah i was thinking if you know you had a specific say a michelin um all season I'd look for a Michelin tire, the cheapest Michelin tire I could find at any dealer, whether it, I won't name dealers, but any, any given one that's the lowest price that I go for. Yeah, and, and, and for a lot of you that have memberships at Sam's and Costco, they'll have their own run of a particular tire. It's not going to be found at other places because they get their own deal, if you would. I'm not going to knock any of those either, Gary. There's some pretty good deals at the big at the at the membership stores as well along those lines. And if you have that ability, use it. Yeah, and uh, one other thing. Uh, this isn't a political question, but it's an auto uh, comment. I thought you might enjoy. I was listening to Trump being interviewed by Tucker Carlson last last week. Okay. And I thought, you know, he sometimes come up with some funny lines that are are real. And he said. Uh, if you're going, if you have an electric car, you only enjoy the first hour because the second and third hours, all you're worrying about is if you're going to be able to find a station. <laughs> fill your, fill that, your is pre- that actually is pretty funny, Gary. I, I'll, I'll give him that. That's pretty funny. I mean, I own one, and I don't have that same worry because once you get used to it. But I think new EV owners, yes, I could see that being an issue. Yeah, I thought it was. pretty Yeah, funny. no, that's pretty funny, actually. No, I, I that's funny. I'll give you that. 
All right. Thanks, Gary. Have a good one, man. Take care. Mike, hang tight. We'll come right back. You got a drivability question. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ 560. You need to count on your vehicle several times each day. That's why Napa Auto Care Centers count on nothing less than the knowledge and skills of ASE certified technicians to maintain and repair your vehicle. Napa Auto Care Center technicians study and pass rigorous testing to stay trained on today's vehicle technology for both domestic and import vehicles. To give you confidence in a job done right, on time, the first time. Visit your Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Hey, this is Scott Watley. You know, there are many responsibilities of being a pet owner, and an important one this time of the year comes from me and our friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, here's five quick rules on how to keep your pet safe in the heat of summer. Rule number one, never leave your pet inside a parked car or truck during the summer months. Leaving a pet inside a parked car is the number one cause of heat-related death in pets. It only takes a mildly warm day and a few minutes for temperatures to rise inside a parked car and they'll skyrocket to dangerous levels. For a pet in a hot car, terrible suffering and death will soon follow. Rule number two, make sure your pet has plenty of cool, fresh water at all times. Number three, limit your pet's outdoor activities to early morning and evening hours. Our rule number four, provide a shaded space for your pet when outdoors that you can supervise. And rule number five, the absolute best way to protect your pet from overheating in the heat of the summer is to keep it indoors at home where it will be cool and safe. Hey, we all love our pets. Let's keep them safe this summer. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, 8681 Lincoln Avenue, 303-708-8050. And you can find other great tips on their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. 
That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. And you just heard an ad for Josh. Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder, also Legacy Automotive in Boulder. So if you're up in the north end of town, whether you're looking to buy a car, even sell a car, trade it off, you can trade up, down. I say this a lot during the week, but you literally can go either direction. And especially those of you that maybe have a college student that's starting school that needs a car or a high school student that's just starting to drive, you guys have a lot of cars cars in that area. Yeah. That's good car specialty, for, actually. It is. So. Yeah, we like to get them a car that's, you know. Nice, solid, reliable. Get in high school, and when they have their PhD, they can sell it. There you go. That's that's how we do it. Mike and Littleton, you are next. Go ahead. Yeah, before I make my drivability uh, comment, you were talking about people over-carburating. The other, the other real common thing I see is people over-camming. Yes, all think they need a monster yep. cam. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, thank you, Mike. Same deal. Yeah, and then and so they overcam, then they overfuel, and then they try to figure out why does this thing run at the end of the day and they didn't even match the cam to the heads or the compression or our altitude. I mean, all of those are a factor as you know. Yeah, they 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 go crazy on the cam, but they don't raise the compression because that makes you take the heads off. And yep. things like that. Yep. No, yeah. you're Mike, you're spot on. You're 100% correct. I, I've seen it since since I was, I mean, literally, Mike, been watching that for almost 50 years since I was a kid. Yeah, I started hot rodding when I was 17, and I'm almost 80 now. So there you go. So You've seen it. January, and I've seen it done. I've done it. But I, I also see people sometimes put a, uh, a cam in a car. I'm into Mopars, and I've seen people put a cam in a car that was meant or an automatic. Oh, um, good one. Put it in a shift car. Yeah, and, uh, you know what? Great. Thank you for the reminder. There's even a difference that way. What you do in an automatic is different than what you do with a manual. Yeah, because they don't have enough converter and so on. That's and right. Was, Great point. Great point, Mike. I've got several older cars that are still carbureted. And anybody that has them, if they say they're not having drivability problems on hot days, I think there's something. I think they're telling the truth. They're probably lying. But, yeah. Well, I, I find that I have drivability problems on, on the carbureted cars in the hot summer, but I have worse drivability problems on a warm February or March day. Mm, yeah. Still running winter gas. Our fuel is worse, yes, yeah. yes. A solution I have found that helps tremendously. Are you familiar with Murphy Express? Oh, yeah. Ethanol they, free. Ethanol, yeah, and it works. Yeah. The difference is night and day. On some of these high nineties days, yeah, yeah, good point. We'll get a little, a little hiccup, but nothing like some of the severe bogging and vapor locking that I used to get. It makes a difference. Now it's not top tier, but I think ah, for an old car, I don't know that we're not looking for that anyway. So that's yeah, fine, Mike. I don't care. That's right. That's right. No, good point. But on fuel injected car is critical, and uh, it's only mid mid range. 
That's fine too. Yeah, the eighty-seven is is what they have the ethanol free. So if any of the listeners are even wanting to try and solve drivability, great problems, point. Like our gas today is meant to be pushed. Yes, the old cars is meant to be pulled. Meant to be sucked. Yep, good point. And you can you, you know the vapor point. The vaporization point on today's gas is so different from what the old stuff is. No, no question about it. And we but, had we had a hard time even back in the '80s making stuff run, even with what you're talking about, Mike. And it hasn't gotten any better. Well, as soon as they went to unleaded, everything changed. That's right. Yeah, that's that's when it all. That's right. So I, I saw it at the time, and uh, yep. hey, thanks, thanks for listening. No, Mike, thank you. I great down memory lane. I you know been a long time since we've talked about some of that. So, Kevin, you're up next. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Good morning, guys. Um, trying to get a temporary, not a temporary, but like a one-month subscription for all data so I can work mm-hmm. on my HHR. And I went to their website, and the car doesn't show up. Okay. Uh, can you guys point me in the right direction on where I can get that? I need a wiring schematic. For the car, it's a 08 Chevy HHR. Buy the. Uh, I haven't checked. Did you check the OEM website to see if you can buy a two or three day subscription and pull it from there? It'd be better on the wiring diagrams, anyways. If you could, Kevin. Okay, uh, and go to the GM website. Yes. You're yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll give that a shot. Uh, I don't know if they go back I, to 08. That'd be the first thing to look. But you, you'll know before you have to buy the subscription if if it's available or not. Anyways. Yeah, I'm just at my wit's end with this car. But, I, but when it comes to wiring diagrams, and and Josh will attest to this now, unless things things have changed in recent years, typically Mitchell in the OEM site had better wiring diagrams than all data. It's changed okay. a little bit. Mitchell will sometimes give you the OE's okay. diagram, and then they've all somehow some company got together and they're building these new diagrams where they have redone the diagram and now you can point to a wire and it'll highlight you know what we used to do with the highlighter yes, on our desk yes, yes 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 it'll do that for the whole circuit got it and I know so mitchell all that and mitchell both have that okay. and they look like the same software to me i think they're buying it from a third-party company that does it and same identifix even has them so i don't know who makes it for them but all three services have those diagrams okay. on it but i do like mitchell because i can get an oe and sometimes with identity or all that we can get an oe diagram plus that diagram because when they rewrote the diagrams, they sometimes forgot stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, um, will this break down just a little bit? I need the um, the uh, stoplight circuit. It'll So uh, usually the way it goes with the OE diagrams, they will break it down for each. Like they'll have stoplights, and then they'll have headlights, and they'll have turn lights, and they'll break it down to a page for each of those on the OEs. And then on the Mitchell or the all-data ones, They'll just have all lights, so they'll have you know the turn signals and the headlights all in one diagram. But they will you gotcha. know, put it all. But usually, what they try to do is put all lights on one page with the all data or Mitchell ones, versus the OEs tried to make it a separate thing. Like as in, this was one page for just the brake lights, and this is one page just for the headlights, and this is one page just for the turn signals. All right, that's what I'm looking for. All right, I will give that a shot, gentlemen. Thank you. You're Thank very you. welcome. No, Kevin, thank you very much for that. And Tom in Colorado Springs, I believe you're next. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, hi. Uh, hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, 
So a, a, a quick story about uh, three or four weeks ago, uh, my son and I drove up to Idaho for a vacation. So we drove, and I got a 2010 Kia Optima. So we drove up, you know, changed, you know, got gas on the way up. So we got about 10 hours, then we pulled into the hotel for the night. And then the oil light came on. And all of a sudden the car started smoking like crazy. So I pulled pulled up the hood, as you would normally do, to see what was going on. And unbeknownst to me, it appears that I the oil cap, I had uh, left the oil cap. So the oil cap was sitting in the engine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, you know, and I I started, uh, you know, going back, and I said, you know, I I filled it up, you know, I added a little oil before I left, as I usually would do, and but uh, so the oil was, it was empty, and uh, we I went over and filled it back up with oil, and they drove it, it was still smoking, uh, and we it was I went to a garage, and they, they had a, a few minutes to take a look at it, and they said, well, the it's the smoke is all the oil. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we just filled it up, put the cab back on, and uh, they, they we got some spray and sprayed the oil off as much as we could. But the engine's fine, no issues. Good. Is that? Yeah. I mean, that, that was I was pretty surprised that it just didn't you know just didn't uh, seize up or anything for that whole whole time that we were, and it didn't show any oil gauge or anything the whole time. So I was just kind of surprised that uh, it was able to. You know, make it that far without without the oil cap on. And modern cars would kind of have a windage tray on top of the cam so that they can't splash it all out on it. So that's usually what saves a lot of cars because it just doesn't push it all, you know, right out the top where the oil cap was missing at. But, and that's yeah, it's a okay, good thing. Then, so it keeps you from losing all your oil at once. Uh, at one time, I see. Yeah. So over the time of the ten hours. It was just losing a little bit and a little Dropped, bit until basically. Yeah, just a few drops here and a few drops there. And then it went on the hot exhaust, and that's why right. it was burning off there. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, I was happy that it seems like it's fine. I'm happy and surprised, I guess. So. Yeah, and uh, if you made it all the way back to Denver, you. then I think you're in good shape. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I was just, yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, well, so the other question is, I'm looking to buy a Subaru. Like, uh, So I'm just interested in your thoughts on, because I think, 2019, the Outback. That's when they stopped making the six-cylinder, mm-hmm. and they went to the four, four, four-cylinder turbo, whatever. I'm just wondering your thoughts on the two, because I'm going to bu- probably get one here in the next couple months. And your thoughts, because I do like the six-cylinder for the mountains and stuff. And uh, uh, but just interested in what you had to say about those those engines. The turbo cars I've driven, all of them six cylinders, normally aspirated turbochargers. You know, and the turbochargers cars will pull just as hard as a six-cylinder will. So if if you are definitely going to do driving in the mountains and you want to go at highway speeds or above, you need a turbocharged car. Okay, so you're saying they're as good or better than the six-cylinder? I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. But, of course, maintenance-wise, you got to remember... Everything's gonna, you, you know, they're gonna fail. All the parts are gonna fail a little bit sooner on the turbo cars. So okay, okay. That's the downside okay, to them, yeah. just because you have so much more heat under the hood, and and you know you're boosting the motor. So that's, that's right. the that's the downside to a turbo car. They don't last as long as a normal four cylinder, or if you could find a six cylinder, they don't last as long as the six cylinder. 
But the six cylinder. Good luck on finding eat, one. Yeah, and they, the six cylinders eat a lot of gas too. Yeah. And there's not many to be found. There's not. No. Yeah, I've been looking pretty hard, and the ones you do find are pretty. Even used at 2019 and 18, they're pretty exorbitant. In their yes, prices. yeah, they know what they got. <laughs> they know they're what pretty, they got. That's right, exactly. Yeah, they're pretty proud of them. I yes, guess. they are. Uh, okay, so okay, well, that's good. I just like I said, nope. I, I just uh, I just wanted to know the difference in your thoughts. I You're really fine. Appreciate no, appreciate it, Tom, appreciate very it. much. You bet. No, have a great rest of your day. Bob and Lakewood, hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. There's something special about Napa Auto Care Centers. They're backed by the national strength of Napa. Nationwide warranties honored by thousands of locations. You know that's Napa know-how. But more importantly, your Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned and operated by neighborhood professionals who operate by a written code of ethics. Put your vehicle in the hands of ASE certified technicians who will greet you with a smile you can trust. Visit us today at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21 percent. With the Feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS two nine eight one nine one regulated by door equal credit lender. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out of the norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. 
By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679. And make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Bob in Lakewood, you've been hanging on the longest. And by the way, before I get to Bob, speaking of Bob, sad news. Bob Barker, from the original Price is Right, passed away today at 99, which I had thought he already passed away, but he passed away just a few, just announced it a few hours ago. So, Bob, sorry, that's your name as well, but that reminded me. So, there you go. Hi, John. How are you, sir? Hi. Hey, I'm I'm doing great. Hey, thank you guys for taking my call, John. I love your shows. I've been thank listening you. to you for forever and a day, and well, you thank guys you. have just been such a such a great help. Um, so I've got an '09 Chevy 2500 heavy duty with a six O liter, and when I let it sit and idle, it's like I've been working outside. And I usually I don't drive it a lot, but I keep it on a tender. Okay. And uh, when I pull it out, I let it idle. And what if I let it idle for, I don't know, 45 minutes or maybe a little longer? It goes up to like 210. Is that normal, or am I looking at having to replace the clutch fan? 210 should be normal. 220 is when they let the electric fan come on. Right. That's GM spec for the electric fan doesn't come on to 220. Okay. I don't think I have an electric fan. You I might not on that one, but no, but even then. So I think on yours you have an electric clutch fan clutch okay. on that. So you would hear it once it gets, you'll know when you hit 220 because all of a sudden you hear it kind of rev up. You'll hear the more air coming through the front of it. It'll go from, you know, not really making any noise to kind of once it hits the temperature where the fan needs to really pull. Okay, so I didn't know that this clutch was electric. How do I, is there wiring going to it? Or? There is. Mm-hmm. They got a, they, It's pretty well hid, but yeah, there, are, there are wires going to the front of it. coming. Mm-hmm. If you kind of look you know, look at the cowling around there, and you'll see, like, all these wires kind of go into the tip of the uh, of the clutch. Really? Okay, I can't see it. That shroud covers it pretty much. And that's what they, yeah, they don't want. Oh. They don't want you messing it. with it. And they don't want the wires to get caught on the fan or anything like that. So they do a really good job of trying to keep that tight. 
Well, they did a really good job because I never knew that. There's a new one for me. So you're thinking 210 is okay then if it's just idling? Yeah, it, especially as hot as it's been. But, yeah, you it, it'll let you know if it if it's not. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome, Bob. No, thank you. Uh, we got some lines open, by the way. We can take more calls here till we end the show today. We've got about 20 minutes left. 303-477-5600. Mike and Aurora, you're next. Yeah, I guess it was Josh there that just a moment ago uh, talking to a caller about uh, turbo yeah. Subarus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that's kind of that's a question I've had on my mind. So I guess you said uh, turbo four-cylinders, and I'm assuming turbo sixes and turbo eights. Mm-hmm. In all cases, they're, they have less longevity than normal aspirated engines. Is that right? They do, yeah. And it's not necessarily even the, the engine itself. It's just I've always found, because I've worked on manufacturers who put a turbocharger basically on the same motor in the same car and ones that are normally aspirated, everything under the hood doesn't last as long. So we're talking radiator hoses, you know, all your other different hoses, because they're soaked in a lot more heat, because that turbocharger traps that extra heat under there. That's how it works, you know, with exhaust gas turning it. So everything fails a little bit sooner on it. But you know, you get the joys of a lot more horsepower out of the same place. Mode. Yeah. Yeah, I used to hear, this was like, uh, I don't know, back, back when, before manufacturers started uh, incorporating turbos, mm-hmm. aftermarket turbos added on the vehicles, it wasn't such a good idea because you needed a stronger crankcase, crankshaft and everything. But I assume manufacturers have compensated for that. They do. Right? They somewhat compensate uh-huh. for it. You know, and, and all our modern turbos are usually running intercoolers and things like that. It's just, you know, every time it's always a turbo car just needs more maintenance and parts fail sooner. Is it the, is it the turbo itself that's liable to go out or other things, like you said, the hoses? Every, yeah, everything. And oh, wow. also yeah. I think, you know, also, what I see is depends on certain cars, but, you know, like a Subaru WRX, that's a common one. Mm-hmm. Usually it went to a kid at one time or somebody who drives pretty aggressively, so they tend to fail quicker. Whether it's, you know, the driver or the manufacturer, sometimes it's hard to tell, but usually turbo cars, people like the turbo feel, and they, they run them pretty hard, too. Yeah, uh, and um, uh, let's see, um, what do I do here? Um uh, so, uh, do, uh, do they still, or, I mean, it used to be that they recommended you run the, uh, you idle the engine at a stop, uh, before you turn it off to, to let the oil circulate around the turbo. They still do that, or? If you've run, I mean, if you've run up the pass and it's super hot and you're getting ready to pull in to maybe, you know, do a scenic overlook or something along those lines, yeah, let it sit for a second, cool down. You know, by the way, just the entire engine, let it cool for just a moment. Outside of that, Mike, um, you know, maybe if you're, you know, if you're a guy with an EcoBoost and you're towing a trailer and you're getting ready to pull into a rest stop, you know, you've been hard on it, you know, similar situation, maybe there you'd want to let things cool down for a moment. Other than that, I don't think it makes a hell of beans bit of difference. And most of the new stuff, so we're talking, you know, 2016 and above, they're also running coolant up close to the turbo or around the turbo. So when they shut them off, they let the electric water pump run and help cool those turbochargers uh-huh. down because they want them to last now. You know, we're, everything we have is starting to get become turbocharged, so they're trying to keep those turbos in better shape. So 
You know, if you have something okay. later, they've they've designed it into it to help keep that turbo cool after a hard. Yeah, run. that's okay. That's good. Um, and uh, if they just beef up the rest of the components, like you said. A uh, question also is: Do they get as good a mileage as uh, the manufacturers say, or better than the? Uh, Typically, yeah. yeah. I mean, should. the ones I test drive on a routine basis, Mike. Uh, I mean, I will say this. On the cars that we've been driving the last several years, when it comes to the sticker itself, I mean, I, they, they've evidently cracked down on these guys because used to be they'd be way off, and, you know, you could either do way better or it was way worse than what the sticker said. Most of what the ratings are is pretty darn accurate. Mm-hmm. So well, if it says uh, it's going to get, you know, 22 miles a gallon, it'll get 22 miles a gallon. It's pretty dead on. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, Subaru and Hyundai have been sued class action lawsuits by owners for misrepresenting mileage numbers. I I, and I haven't, I, again, I haven't found much of that to be, I mean, when I look at the Monroney and I look at the mileage and I go drive it and... I do some, you know, you know, calculations, and granted, I'm doing some highway driving and some city. Most of mine is, is of course, city slash highway, but mine are pretty accurate. I don't have much differentiation at all. So, how do these tur- turbos achieve a better mileage? Using a smaller displacement mm-hmm. engine, and they're up on the horsepower by pushing air into it, especially at our altitude. So, less displacement means. Let's go back to the stoichiometric conversation we had earlier with with Wade. You know, way back when. Same thing applies on every single engine made that's, a, that's any kind of a fuel-driven engine. You still have to use stoichiometric. Well, if you've got less combustion chamber, you need less fuel. Okay, so, yeah, you're, you know, I guess maybe another way of saying is uh, turbo 4 versus the tur- non, a normal aspirated 6, you're, you're 6, you're, yeah, I mean, if you, for example, you have two point four liters versus three point six liters, you're naturally going to use less fuel in a two point four. Now, before everybody gets all excited, yes, I know you can hop up a two four and you can do different things with the fuel curve, and yes, they can use the same fuel that the three six would be if you're running it hard and your foot your foot's in it all the time and so on. Yes, I realize that a lower displacement engine can still use as much fuel as a higher displacement depending upon how they're driven. So before everybody starts getting critical, yes, I know that exists. But in general, a lower displacement engine will use less fuel than a higher displacement engine will. Yeah. and um, So before everybody gets all crazy on me, that's I know there's exceptions to every rule, Mike, but in general, that's how it works. And variable cylinder management, like the Corvette, uh, I don't know, are they the only ones, maybe, I, I don't remember if your Viper did, did that also. No, I did not do that, and, and a lot of the GMs will use the variable, dis, you know, we, cylinder That's deactivation great. is what we call it, and a lot of manufacturers uh-huh. are doing similar things that GMs patented on how they do theirs. And yeah, in their case, they're, they're uh, enabling the engine to use less displacement by shutting certain cylinders off at certain times. Say that correctly, and and that, that I guess makes a pretty good difference. Yeah, if the engine, if that cylinder is not functioning and you don't need any fuel for it, then yes, it's going to. And by the way, that's how a Chevy pickup truck that you know, full size pickup truck, even Suburbans, can get twenty two, twenty three miles to the gallon runner. You know, running, running around. I mean, literally, they will do that well. That's why, Mike. Who else uses that? No one. So, not in that. Yeah. Not in the same manner they do. No one. Uh. 
wish they'd uh, uh, allow that. I, I believe now that you know, I, I need to check myself, or maybe Josh knows. I'm, I believe that's a patented technology that GM is, most yeah. likely owns, and I don't know when that runs out. They, I've heard that. I, I wish they would uh, license it out to other manufacturers. <laughs> they've all been playing some games to kind of do the same thing, but. But GM has their. I mean, they, they have. They're kind of the yeah, innovator of yeah, all of from, that. You know, from the four six eight back in the Cadillac days. That's I mean. right. They've been working on it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they had real problems early on there. I mean, they you know they to, to GM's credit, they they had all of their growing pains and cut their teeth years ago, and they're now ahead of everybody else because of that. Yeah, um, uh, it's interesting the, the trends. Um, I don't think EVs are going to, unless we're forced to drive them, I don't think the internal combustion engine is going So there, So, and I just looked it up. Their patent okay. for that was was written back in 2012 worldwide. It is. Uh, it was actually granted in 2014. It's a fee-related status now, and the entire thing doesn't expire until 2032. So there you go. That's a good. That's a good long patent. Yeah. So they've yeah. done. They'll they'll do well on that one. So there you go. Okay. All right. I'll let you go, Mike. No. Great right. questions, by the way. Appreciate that very much. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Your local Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned, operates by a written code of ethics, and provides service you can trust. Put your vehicle in the care of ASC certified technicians in your neighborhood. They're backed by Napa. Quality parts, national warranties, that's Napa know-how. Your Napa Auto Care Center might just be the treated me fairly, I love those guys place you've been looking for for your vehicle. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. 
Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and, in most cases, an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. All right, we are back. Myself, Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. I, I'm going to correct myself, Mike and Aurora. I was looking at, there looks like everybody has a similar patent on cylinder deactivation. GM's ends next year, 2024. It actually started in 2004, which would make sense. It's 20 years is typically how those work. And so the other one I was looking up was another manufacturer, and it looks like they've all got something similar now. Is it exactly what GM's doing? No, it is not. GM's is very unique in the fact that they're controlling lifters with hydraulic pressure Mm -hmm. in a nanosecond, and they can do that millions of times over, well, probably trillions of times over in an engine's life cycle. It's why we talk about proper maintenance on those engines especially. In fact, I would be the first to tell you that I think the cylinder cylinder deactivation on GMs, and there's a lot of kits now where you can take that out. A lot of companies are selling lifters and cams and so on to to get rid of that. Now, I think they've gotten a bad rap just like Dexcool did, and I was as guilty of this with Dexcool back in the day as anybody, telling everybody, take Dexcool out, put green in. Here was the reality in Dexcool. If it was maintained properly and didn't have air in it, it never was a problem. Where Dexcool became a problem is when it got low, it wasn't maintained properly, and it got air in it. Then it became a corrosive issue, and it was a problem. If everybody would have maintained Dexcool properly, myself included, and had advised everybody right on that some 25 years ago, it wouldn't have been a big problem. You didn't have to go to green. Now, going to green didn't harm anything other than you had to service it a little bit more often than you would have with Dexcool. But the problem with Dexcool is it was sold as this lifetime coolant if you would and people didn't service it correctly i feel like the cylinder deactivation engines with gm it's a similar situation people are running much longer on oil changes and they're using blended and they're doing this and they're doing that and they're not running high quality filters and they wonder why the cylinder deactivation becomes a problem on down the road if those engines in my opinion had been taken care of properly from the get-go with high-quality synthetic oil, with high-quality filters, and changed on a four to 5,000-mile range, you wouldn't have had any of those issues that some of them now have. That's my opinion. Yeah. Agree? I agree. I've seen it. <laughs> so, so, again, I think some of these technologies get, in a lot of ways, a bad rap because they weren't informed on the front side what should be going on, and therefore they don't get maintained properly, and then folks wonder why they've got problems down the road. Mm -hmm. That's my take on it. 
I think, by the way, you're going to find similar things with EVs because they're being sold as maintenance-free. And Josh knows, sitting next to me here, they're not maintenance-free. They're not maintenance-free. There's a lot of things on an EV that you have to maintain, including certain fluids and things like that that are keeping batteries cool, and there's other hydraulic components and things that need to be taken care of. But right now, I'm here to tell you, they're being sold, and that world that's buying them thinks this is a maintenance-free car with exception of brakes and tires and wiper blades. I don't need to do a thing to this car. They're being sold in much the same way I'm comparing some of this other technology to as well. Is that true? You're very correct. Yeah. It's going to come back to bite some of these owners on down the road because they're not maintenance-free. Right. They're not. They're going to need coolant flushes. They're going to need, you know, even Teslas have oil filters. They don't have a combustion engine, but they have high-speed, basically, gear reduction boxes. How many of those are getting done? Probably very Probably few is very, my is my few. point, right? Yeah. So as time goes by, and this is the other thing, just as a, I know we're almost out of time, but for some folks that may even be looking at the option of buying some of those used, be careful. They're, they need maintenance, as we're talking, just like a lot of other vehicles would. So if you're looking to buy a used Tesla, for example, that's got 100,000 miles on it, what's the maintenance records been like, or has there been any? If you can't find any and they've done nothing, that's a car I wouldn't buy because right. it's going to need things done to it just like a ICE counterpart does. Mm-hmm. These are things that no one in the media, by the way, talks about. Number one, they don't understand it. Number two, the manufacturers themselves are selling these as quote-unquote maintenance-free, and they're far from it. Very true. So these are things, folks, that, again, the the... Auto World knows, but they're not informing the customers of properly, much like the technology with cylinder deactivation we just mentioned. Well, they've always been poor at letting that information out. Yeah, because they want to sell it as a maintenance-free car. Right. That's what they're trying to do. Just like some people will ask me, well, why don't they tell you about, you know, why does, why does Toyota offer this car with lifetime fluids? Well, number one, they're not lifetime. <laughs> but I, I stated this to a, a listener and numerous people here. Um, numerous people here of late, they do that because the total, the TCO, total cost of ownership, if you start going on the internet and you look at brand versus brand versus brand, they all pride themselves on having a lesser total cost of ownership. One of the ways you do that is extend the maintenance life out on certain items. Therefore, it's not included in that total cost of ownership. So in Toyota's case, if you've got a 100,000-mile fluid that doesn't need anything done to it up to that 100,000 miles, you can then deduct the cost of a fluid flush on a transmission from your total cost of ownership, even though it should have had three by then. (laughs) Being honest, that's how these manufacturers are doing some of these things. And frankly, I think it's completely wrong, and somebody needs to call them out on it. But if you think the press or our government's going to call them out on this stuff, they're not going to. Because... The EPA, frankly, is also looking at this saying, oh, good job, Toyota. No, no maintenance needed for 100,000 miles. Great job. No fluids to discard of. You're being great for the environment. Blah, blah, blah. Good job. Right? <laughs> that's what they do. That's what's happening in that world. And in turn, the one that's really suffering in all of this is the customer, mm-hmm. the consumer, because they're buying things under the assumption, I never have to do anything with this particular item when nothing could be farther from the truth. But that's how it's being sold to them, and it's totally wrong. It is. They need called out. And we, I know we do it here weekly. We give you guys the proper information on how often do these things need serviced 
just keep listening, and we'll keep informing you guys of that. So, Josh, thanks for joining me today. I always appreciate it. Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder. Legacy Auto Automotive up in Boulder as well. Give me your phone numbers. So 303-442-4141 for Ridgeline Auto Brokers. Wait to call till Tuesday. Justin's running a marathon in uh, so he won't be Moab. Back That's right. Fifty miles through Moab. His legs weekend, will be so. his legs will be noodles so, when he gets back. Yeah, so he won't be in Monday. <laughs> so <laughs> if somehow you get him on the phone on Monday, oh, yeah, just call <laughs> yeah, Tuesday. Just call Tuesday. And then three zero three three nine six zero five five five. That's for Legacy Automotive. Call us Monday. So okay, there you go, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a great night. We'll be back Monday for Rush to Reason as well. And enjoy again. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.